Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 280 and starting to feel a bit lonely at this point with just the two of us, Mike. It is a bit, although we have had one or two guests. Even our Bradley messaged on Facebook a while back about the year. Thought it was going to be recorded weeks ago. Till after the fact when you realise it was recorded <laughs> four days before it was released. <laughs> I checked the schedule now, if only to make sure I get the number right. Well, baby steps. <laughs> Every bit helps. A bit late in the day. Okay then, this week we are going to be watching Stargate Atlantis episode This Mortal Coil and the return of a fan favourite. Yes, let's see who else shall... Are we going to lose anyone, do you think? Uh, well, with an episode title This Mortal Coil, you wonder. It is very ominous. I did debate watching it, but I watched the season two finale of Vikings instead. Probably a little less violence and blood and guts in Atlantis. Yep. Are we back? Yeah, obviously we are. Um, I don't know if that was my end or not, because I... I no, that was, my, that was my end. It was definitely your end. Skype started to play an advert with audio, so all of a sudden I heard a woman singing, and then Skype crashed. So you have to not update into the approved Microsoft version. What's the point of Skype if it starts playing audio adverts during a conversation? You're suddenly a lot louder. I'm probably because I'm bloody annoyed. <laughs> I'm not enjoying Resistance 2 as much as Resistance 1, and there's been a lot of uh, criticism leveled at it. Yeah. I feel I'm barely into the game, and apparently I'm already in Chapter 2, and there's only prologue. And chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. So since I don't actually recall buying it, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll pick something off the shelf. When did I get this? Yeah, but I need to start getting rid of furniture. I got home from work, and there's a little Amazon packet waiting for me. I went, I wonder what that is. I opened it up and went, oh, yes, The Rock on Blu-ray. I listened to a podcast that was talking about The Rock. You know how it is. People start talking about a movie or a TV show, and thought, I'm really going to have to watch that now. So I went to my shelf on Saturday night, looked for The Rock, and now I've got it. And it wasn't there. I thought, I don't have The Rock on Blu-ray. But it was on my server, and I looked on my DVD database and bought it on DVD years ago. Ripped it, of course. And I thought, I don't own The Rock on Blu-ray. So Amazon I went, £5.20, free delivery. Didn't they bump the free delivery up to £10 minimum? They did, but they did an offer on Prime. They knocked 20 quid off it, so I thought, go on then. You're back on Prime then? Yeah. That means you have access to the streaming service. Although it's not exactly Netflix quality. The great thing about Prime at the moment, at least for me, is that if you buy something and you opt not to have next day delivery, just to have paying, you know, super saver delivery, mm-hmm. you get credit which you can use against ebooks. Right. I saw Age of Ultron is up for pre order. Already? But it's got an interesting small print. Nothing mentioned about bonus features. And the last couple of times, they've screwed us on bonus features. Hmm. But I'd be disappointed if I bought this and there wasn't even a commentary track on it. Terminator Quadrology I have is very, very feature-like. Yeah. But it were an impulse purchase and it was £20 for four movies, so I wasn't really that bothered. If I want features, I have the two-disc edition of the fourth Terminator run. Yeah. And both discs are Blu-ray. Plus, I'm trying to work my way through the Alien uh, Quadrology, which I'm fairly certain I bought before I came here. <laughs> and the fact that we're still shrink-wrapped I'm thinking I'm here less I've gotten less than a month left I should probably try and watch because I watched Alien but I watched the director's cut which I think Jeffrey Durgo said to me is absolutely shit it might have been Shane said it was hopeless Hi I'm Nuke Chas the host of Nutty Bites and hi I'm Tech Nutty's regular guest or antagonist our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction we don't really debate sure we do we debate topics such as lame superpowers the best villains and our favorite apocalypses we more of like rant rave and then have massive nerd rages people call in from all over the world sometimes minor celebrities and we've even had some super villains show up do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys i'm a good guy compared to what antagonist not really a guest Matty bites nimwask.org just one little sidestep down the back alley hmm? i'm just looking at the uh, new back to the future flux capacitor box set oh dear it's gorgeous <laughs> i'm looking at the extras see what's new because the, the back to the future trilogy on blu-ray you can pick up for a tenner no problem haven't you already got to a fairly high reward level on the making of movie thing 
Kickstarter? I can't remember what level I pledged at. Really? Well, I don't. I don't go too high because the one time my reward got taxed by UK Customs pissed me off totally. What? Oh yeah, it got posted to me with a value that went above the uh, threshold, so I had to pay eight quid to the post office to get it. Anyway, I'm on uh, Ain't It Cool News, and the you know the breaking down the box set. The first comment. Thank God Zemeckis has to say on the rights of the franchise, otherwise he would have gotten the urban or the all-female reboot, remake, whatever already. <laughs> and the first reply is, why would Paul Urban do a remake of Back to the Future? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. We're going with the classic then? Yep, as per usual. I didn't do this last time. <laughs> yeah, because I did, and it was terrible. No, for the missing. That was the one before. Oh. I don't know. I, I get confused what we're recording, what we have recorded, what I'm editing. Right. We'll be watching the uh, Region 2 rip of Season 4 of Stargate Atlantis, this mortal coil. Runtime is 41 minutes, 44 seconds, which means it's, what, 43 for you? No. Yours always tends to be one second difference in mine for some reason. Oh, I see 4144. It's the same bloody file. That's never stopped it before. You probably do it deliberately. I do such things to torture you. Yeah. Right then. Do your countdown and we'll get started. A three, a though, ain clicky. Ah, bird's eye view. Dark footage. Yeah. Initiating secondary diagnostics now. Other bird's eye view. Nobody actually carries a laptop around like that. It's dangerous. You can trip and fall flat in your face. Check again. Well, they've probably got good medical care anyway. Yeah, but you don't need it. That really does not look like a comfortable chair. <laughs> Come on. Rodney's messing about with the Stargate. That's never a good thing. Huh. You catching any discrepancies on your end? Nothing. You sure? Nothing. Okay, just go back. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. All right. Do we know what the problem is? Yeah, the gate's not working. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's him, John. I did not break the gate. I just happened to stop working around the same time you were screwing around with it. <laughs> Would you really let anybody touch the basic workings of the Stargate? Considering that is really your only reasonable way off this planet. Depending upon it, our father Daedalus is away. Streamlining program, and I feel confident that we're making some progress and that things will be up and running. In... What's that? An unidentified object just struck the city. The young woman, the gate technician, is Tammy Hugh. She's been in Continuum, Motive, Fringe, Eureka, Battlestar. Could be. Let's find out. Oh dear, that's a big hole. That is a big hole. And seriously, I wouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah, well, he's a non-speaking extra. Yeah. <laughs> Any injuries? No, oh, sir. Oh, thank God it hit the reading library. There's someone really could have gotten hurt. Ah. <laughs> They've got one bookcase. That's the library is it, in Atlantis. Yeah. Drone, possibly a probe. It's definitely not race design. Perhaps it's Lantian. You know, a deorbited satellite or a device on a recall directive. Yeah, maybe. It's still emanating the trace energy field. Oh, is it dangerous? No, it's just interesting. So something entered the planet at terminal velocity, mm -hmm. hit the city, and stopped there. Yeah. I would have thought it had gone straight through and out the bottom. Yeah. Maybe it took a hit before it came down. And yet it came out in one piece. Tough little bastard. Colonel, do we know what it is yet? Looks like a probe of some kind. <laughs> Thank you. Kane's Zelenko figured it out. In the meantime, he's working on the gate. Gate can wait. This is more important. Well, with all due respect, sir, I think they're equally important. Now, Lorne has been an interesting character this season. Mm. The, you know, they've played around with him a bit. We're not quite sure if he's acting a bit strange this episode, questioning his boss. Yeah. Or if it's just a condition of the character. Pinpointed our location as a threat. The threat gets a priority. Yes, sir. That zooming does make you wonder, doesn't it? The alarm bells are going off. Especially with the dramatic musical stick. Yeah. I thought we were going to go to credits there. Didn't that seem a logical point to go to credits? Did a bit. Especially with the music build. Even though the object survived re-entry physically intact, its internal systems are shot. These are just incomprehensible readings. By design. We're going on for three minutes now. This is the longest teaser thus far. Rodney's eating on shock. Yeah, not even on a plate, though. Just on a napkin. I'm better. Who's they, Rodney? Just, um, do me a favor. We launch your decrypt sweep? Humor me? Zelenka's not happy. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You realise we don't have to stand around here waiting for the results, it could take hours. Why don't we go back to the gate? Everybody wants to go to the gate. Second person to actually say, why don't we work on the gate? Hey, don't touch anything! Ooh, it looks good kill. Mm. 
Uh oh. What did you do? Nothing. I told you not to touch anything. I didn't touch anything. The diagnostic program must have crashed. You lost all the data. <laughs> what did you see, Rodney? <laughs> This episode was first broadcast in America, December the 7th, 2007. Canada, December the 10th. And we got it in the UK, December the 11th. Sweden, February the 29th, 2008. Germany, March the 3rd, 2009. And Australia, November the 26th, 2009. So, nearly two years difference. This episode was directed by William Waring. Story by Brad Wright, Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. Surprisingly, only one series with the episode of the same name, Blue Healers. But of course, the title is from a certain William Shakespeare play. And not the first or the last time the Bard has been used to name a TV episode. And we are back. It's the replicators, they found us. Are you sure? Well, how about that? Tori Higginson in the credits kind of gives the game away a bit. Tori had a chance to retrieve any significant data. I know what I saw. It was nanite code a split second before the system crashed. <laughs> I saw nothing. <laughs> because you weren't looking. Our laptops were retrieving the same data stream. Rodney, if there had been anything, I would have seen it. Well, obviously you didn't, otherwise you wouldn't be having this just... Dis- oh, <laughs> another one. Go ahead, Major. See, we know something's wrong because we saw the code. Yep. So what's the anchor up to? Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> Well, glad they went there. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Well, either your sandwich exploded or that mystery drone had a built-in self-destruct protocol. The commentary for this episode was Joseph Malozzi and William Waring. They pointed out that there were questions about the table. If that probe blew up on the table, why is it still standing? Well, it sort of melted. Well, somebody pointed out, well, it could have been bolted to the floor. And no. then Joseph, Joseph said... It had wheels. <laughs> it's just one of those things you just got to gloss over. And then before I get a chance to get it up and running again, what happens? Probe gets destroyed. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just... It feels like someone or something is working very hard to get in my way. It is a bit suspicious, isn't it, when he says it like that? Yeah, it's that person behind you. <laughs> or else it's just Rodney being a little bit paranoid. I wonder if that were a competition winner. Whoa. <laughs> Steady, lads. Maybe he needs a vacation. A lot of this work, of course, is done by the stunt double. Yeah. But there's enough of it that you can see Joe's face. And unfortunately, he does get tagged in the face as well. They just, uh, haven't been themselves. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's the sound effects that sell this. Yeah. I've noticed it too. Well... Maybe everyone's getting a little stir-crazy, not being able to get off-world, you know. Acting a little weird, getting a little paranoid. I'm not paranoid. <laughs> People have been acting weird lately. Dun, dun, dun. You can assume that the wooden swords are probably plastic or some sort of foam. Mm-hmm. Compelling argument. You're going to need stitches. <laughs> when someone that size jumps before yeah. he hits you, that's terrifying. Here. What? What the hell? I don't know about you, but I don't think Ronan's sorry at all. Look at that grin. What happened? Well, Ronan decided to knock some sets into me. Let me take a look. Here we have Dr. Keller. Again, not quite the lively, bubbly self that we've come to know. You're fine. No stitches? No, not even a band-aid. There's nothing there. That mirror looks like it magnifies a bit as well. Well, not from any head wound. This is probably Ronan's blood. No. He hit me, and I was bleeding. They were a little disappointed. They thought they should have had more blood initially, and when you wiped it off, it all went away. Hmm. A scan? Kay's right, there are nanites in that probe. There's a good chance I got infected. Okay, uh, hold still. 
you can see a lot more on Blu-ray than you, can, you could on the standard broadcast, of course. Mm. Sometimes the problem, in hindsight, you realise you should have done something a little bit different. Of course, this is another question. Something's going on. <laughs> and she turns the monitor away from him as well. Yeah. No, no, lights. You're clean. <laughs> Everything's all right. My blood test. John, if you were infected with nanites, I'd forget the nanites. Something like this happened to me before. Got infected with the retrovirus, and I was able to heal right away. I'm sure that's not the case now since you haven't been exposed. It's a relapse. I don't know. I seriously doubt. Just one a blood test. She doesn't sound convincing, does she? No. Okay. And this was another example of what they said in the commentary. They've done that many episodes, there's always going to be something that reminds a character of something that's happened before. Yeah. And you've got to tie it in, because the fans will know about it. Uh-huh. There we go. I made them suspicious in the process. Two people talking upright, very suspicious. We're still a long way from knowing the truth. For now, we just need to be careful. There are the robots, I would say aliens, well, everybody in the galaxy is aliens, or somebody else. Colonel. I got your test results back. I'm pleased to tell you you're 100% bug-free. No sign of the retrovirus in your system. Doesn't convince him, does it, really? What's the matter? I thought you'd be happy. All that says is my blood's clean. Doesn't explain the magical head wound. Well, maybe it doesn't make sense because you're refusing to consider the only possible explanation for what happened. You made a mistake. Only possible? Yeah. No, whoever this Dr. Keller is is not really adept at pulling the wool over somebody's eyes. Mistakenly transferred it to your forehead. Ronan saw the cut. He was the one who said I needed stitches. Unless he was wrong too. Haven't they got another doctor on the base? Probably. All right. Well, I'll run your blood work again, and if I still can't find anything, we'll do a complete physical. Yeah, that music's slightly unsettling. <laughs> not exactly calm, happy music, is it? No. There is definitely something going on. That's not very good. Hey. Hey. What are you all doing here? What's going on? And this. <laughs> okay, lads. Uh, I'll be right back. I just remembered that I forgot to unplug something or, or plug it in. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 what are you doing? This may hurt a little. What? No, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah! Very Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the changelings, but we'll go with it. Here. Well, I'm going to need more than that. I'm going to need disinfectant or something. Shut up and hold on a second. Ooh. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, that was not a scream. <laughs> wow. What's uh-huh. going on? That's impossible. How can, how can That's the reaction we were hoping for. Is there any consolation? I can assure you we all underwent the same test. I do, I do like the way the laptop is in front of Taylor's belly. Yeah. They can get away with a lot if they film her from face on, but yeah. profile-wise, not so much. Unusually withdrawn, even secretive. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to make of it. At first, I was ready to dismiss Selenka's screw-up as just a gross incompetence, but then the more I thought about it, the more I thought it didn't make sense, even for him. Even for him? Oh, come on, Rodney. I mean, he crashed that diagnostic system on purpose. I'm assuming what happened with that drone is no accident either. But what does any of this have to do with my super-healing abilities? <laughs> Rodney and his Superman complex again. Sort of. I was cut. I went to the infirmary to have Keller check it out. By the time I got there, it was completely healed. Oh, but the last time that happened, it was the uh, it was the retrovirus. That's what I thought, so I had to run a blood test. And? She says she didn't find anything. You think she's lying? I don't know, but we got to find out. Uh-oh. Well, I can access the infirmary's database from here. But just... Well, that should solve a lot of problems, assuming the uh, data's uh, still there. Or it's actually the database. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm in. Now. And? And? Huh. Don't keep us in suspense. What? There's no record of any blood test. If she did one, then she didn't enter the results. She did a full body scan, too. Uh Uh-oh. There's nothing here. That's impossible. The scanner is wired directly into the computer results and recorded automatically. Yep. Yep, this is getting very suspicious. That's why you have the little scanner uh, transfer teleporty thing. We have to get to the infirmary without anyone knowing. I have an idea. Well, if they just walked normally and didn't look suspicious... I've patched into the life science detector, but there's a problem. What problem? Just, I'm not sure. Just, just, just hold on a minute. As far as we know, nobody's actively following them. Mm. The very fact that they can have this secret meeting and nobody seems to care should prove to them that they can get to the med bay, no problem. 
I mean, I can't get it to give me a live feed. It's like it's it's stuck in a loop. I'll fix it. Or put upon Rodney. Yeah. Ha! All right, I got it. Yes, I'm looking at people walk by. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you dead? What the hell? Oh, no, you broke it. <laughs> I didn't break it. It's working fine. Is the infirmary clear or not? Yeah, the infirmary, the corridors, the surrounding towers. I mean, according to this, we're the only people on the base. Is that possible? Offhand, I would say it's not, but right now I am reading four life signs. <laughs> it's just season five of Lost. It's just one big holiday. This is very pod people, isn't it? Yeah. We have a problem. I'm sorry to hear about it. I'm sure there's medication for it. Yep. Alright, let's make this quick. Okay then, John. Just lie there and relax. This won't take a minute and won't hurt a bit. I've got something. Well, we've got some antibiotics for that. It's another life sign. It's the outer edge of the city. Yeah, let's check it out. Come on. Maybe we should... Come on! So, there's five people in the city. Progress. She's not bringing a tablet. She looks disturbed. What the hell? And now John does. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not nice, all right. Yeah. I think we've seen that visual representation before. I don't know about you, but Atlantis, when it's empty, is bloody spooky. The beauty of Atlantis, there's so many areas they've never really explored. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a room here. Now, this reveal was originally going to be a room full of pods, like the scene from Alien Alien 4, hmm. with different stages of cloning tech. Oh dear. Way too expensive. This is why we got Elizabeth on the slab. <laughs> It works. Welcome back. Easy, easy. How'd you get here? <laughs> well, the chauffeur picked me up and... Oh, you mean... <laughs> I can answer that. Dun, dun, dun. This is where we made her. <laughs> this is where we made you all. Oh, dear. Moment of levity has passed. Oh, dear. This explains why we can heal so rapidly. We get injured and the nanites affect repairs. Better tell the others. That won't be necessary. No, unfortunately it won't. What the hell's going on? I'm sorry, Colonel. You're going to have to come with us. I don't think so. That's the spirit, John. That won't do you any good. I'm warning you, Major. Stand down. Go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> good of him to shoot him in the leg. Yeah. You see? And I won't take that personally either. You were replicators. That's right. Until you began making changes to our base code, we were forbidden from assuming the form of any living human. But now we can take any form we like. Now we can. Unfortunately, this young woman didn't get credited, so I have mm. no idea who she was. <laughs> I see. Well, she didn't have a speaking part. Okay, fake Keller. Bit of a smug grin, don't you think? You couldn't have replaced everyone on the base. It's impossible. Only because you believe this is the real Atlantis, and that you're the real Dr. McKay. Oh. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. This is going a step further. So, you're saying that we are also replicators? No. You are flesh and blood. Ordinary humans in every way, except that you were manufactured from the inside out by nanites. Some of which remain in your system, affecting repairs as necessary. I'm not buying it. All that you are. Your thoughts, your memories. Everything was taken from the real John Shepard and his team when their minds were probed over a year ago. Aha! See, now I know you're lying. Because uh, a year ago, Carson Beckett was our chief of medicine, not Dr. Keller. That shit hadn't even arrived yet. This scenario was updated with information obtained from the last member of your expedition to be captured by the replicators. Which explains why they're wearing the old uniforms. <laughs> if this had been a movie, we'd have actually seen them being traitors. Yeah. But that is well beyond the scope of Stargate. Okay, I think the smile on Keller's face is even creepier. Yeah. Sure about this? Yeah. I need to say for myself. They had a a one-on-one meeting with all the actors before the season started, asking them, how would you like your character to evolve? 
you know, anything we can do to make the show better. And one of the ideas they had, they wanted read-throughs of all the scripts. That ended up going the way of the dodo. Mm. The other one was new uniforms, which is why we've seen different style uniforms in the fourth season. And hence the throwback in this episode to the old uniforms, mm. which, as I said, were taken from a year ago. Somebody asked, why is it that John never wears a uniform? And basically it's because Joe Flanagan says he likes wearing the black shirt and pants. Yeah. If this is not the real Atlantis, Rodney, you of all people would have noticed. The stars The alone... whole time the gate's been down, it has been a solid overcast. That's over a week now. Think about it. When was the last time any of you saw stars? I assume they also... Well, I suppose if the gate was down, of course, there wouldn't have been any communications from Earth either. Yeah. They did replicate the table. Yes. <laughs> so we can just push her onto the pointy bit. I'm still pretty sure there's a button there that whoever's standing in the middle, you press the button and the table just slams shut. It's actually a torture device or an execution room. It's not a meeting room. You're exactly like her in every way. Except that I'm not her. Uh, yeah, she kind of proved that when she uh, bitch that Dobroff. The real Elizabeth Weir was killed several months ago. Oops. Part of her brain had been replaced by nanites. It was done to save her life, but... It made her dangerous. Whenever she linked with other replicators, the human part of her exerted an unhealthy influence. At least that's the way it You remember Naeem, you know, the, the replicator they ended up killing, the one that was actually nice to us. Yep. And this isn't a nod back to what's-his-face with the robot copies. It's very similar. To be honest, it was Brad Rye to pitch the original idea of doing a kind of a, a double Jeopardy episode. Hmm. That's why he gets part of the writing credit along with Joseph and Paul. I see. As usual, a story idea evolves, budget comes into it. They needed a mid-season two-parter. To Atlantis to resume our lives? Oh yeah, I forgot they're not ours. Says them. There's no point in denying the facts. They were telling the truth. We're not who we thought we were. Well, I may not be the original, but you're going to have a hard time convincing me that I'm not pretty damn close. Our origins do not make us any less human. Not physically and certainly not mentally, not while we can think for ourselves. And in my heart, there is no doubt we must return to Atlantis. It's almost impossible to see how this is ever going to work out for these duplicates. They may even get shot on sight. We're all in agreement. We're getting out of here. Now, all we have to do is figure out how. A matter transporter. Or the TARDIS. You're part of Neum's group. Most were reprogrammed, but some of us managed to stay hidden within the collective. Okay. More Star Trek Borg type. Yeah. Although there's only so much you can do with sci-fi, isn't there? No, Dark Matter's going in interesting directions. I do like their cloning travel system. Yeah. That is very clever. Although, I'm pretty sure the corporations would have outlawed that immediately and used it for military purposes. Indeed. You would call it a soul. It is that secret ingredient you referred to. The key to ascension. That is not something you can learn to acquire simply by studying us. Why not? The human brain is just an electrochemical machine. Biologically created, but a machine, nonetheless. Everything is quantifiable. And now you sound like Oberon. This is a very difficult concept for artificial intelligences to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Assuming, of course, there is such a thing as a human soul. Mm-hmm. They're consumed with hatred and revenge. We believe there's another path. Why are you telling me all this? That's never good. I guess at the end of it, if you believe you can ascend, that's half the battle. Why? So we can avoid the same mistakes next time. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can imagine Obroff sitting in one of the Asauran starships and just laughing manically as each world gets destroyed. <laughs> that probe was sent by Obroff and the other replicators. My friends out there tried to destroy it, but they only managed to disable it. If that thing hadn't crashed into the city, who knows how long this could have gone on? Yeah, the point is, this position has been compromised. Once the other replicators find the city, they'll destroy it. Oh, yeah, and us too. Is this the first time, do you think, that they've actually realised it? Or have they been through a dozen cycles beforehand? This has all happened before and it will happen again. It's reasonable to assume that Obroff didn't find the city within days of operation. You have probed our minds. You know everything there is to know about us, so you should know we will never accept this. No matter how many times you wipe our memories, we'll always figure it out. She's right. We're genetically predisposed to being stubborn, really pesky. 
Well said, John. Well said. Normally, yes. those people are on this side of the boss. The comments being made about my profile picture. You can start with compassion. Yeah, Anubis had oodles of compassion when he ascended. And under different circumstances, I might even agree with you. Unfortunately, it's too late. What are you talking about? The other replicators have found us. Oh dear. Oh dear dear. Yeah, and here we get the... all the very, very expensive CGI work, which we saw in last week's episode. Yep. This here. Not last week's episode, the weeks before, I should say. The box was split between the two episodes, which allowed him to do some very, very nice work. Your creation required too much power. And we couldn't get our hands on multiple ZPMs without drawing too much attention. That's Boom. See, that I don't believe. Surely, that would have been easy. They are murdering thousands of innocent people. If you are serious about following the footsteps of your creators, you will let us go so we can stop this. The ancients didn't go around killing people at all. <laughs> at the very least, let us go. Come on, what you got to lose? Team Wolf has told us what they do with failed experiments. <laughs> you know what that feels like. That's what the ancients considered us. Failed experiments. Now's your chance to prove them wrong. All we are asking is that you give us a chance to make a difference. Oh, I say they know we've we've seen it. The the ancients really went to town on their failed experiments, mm -hmm. which once again just proved what total dicks they were. Boom! Yeah, this is pretty spectacular. Why is he running? <laughs> yeah, where exactly are you going to go? Why are you ducking? Surely the explosions can't really harm you. Ray Douglas and his special effects team were off-camera. They had a flamethrower. I suppose there's a very controlled way to put flames onto a set and not risk burning the damn thing down. Because mm. you can't really do too much damage on a standing set like this yeah. when you know you're going to be using it for at least another year. Yeah. I can't. Overoth might be able to track me. I'll only be a liability. Go! <laughs> Save yourself. I am the heroin replicator. Oh, look at that. Yep. Almost looks like they're made out of concrete. <laughs> it's Milton Keynes. <laughs> Don't you slag off the location of my alma mater. <laughs> hey. There it goes. Oh, that's made a mess. What, just because the tower fell in half? Well, they're seeing all the extra CGI that we're not allowed to see. <laughs> cloaked. All we need to do is follow the ship out into the atmosphere and catch a ride before it jumps into hyperspace. Catch a ride? Yeah. Watch. But of course, it does explain the vision that Carter got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John remembers this because this is how we uh, got a ride on a, a Wraith hive ship through hyperspace. Although it was in the F-302 at the time. Nice and snug. There's probably a replicator on board the ship. Heard a big thud and went, what the hell was that? Should I tell anybody? Wouldn't you think there'd be shields that they would have had to fly through? It depends. They need some sort of shielding system just for, you know, micrometeorites, mm -hmm. debris in the so-called vacuum of space. Obviously, they're no defensive shields. Not bad for a dead woman. Everything will be fine. My guess is we're headed back to the replicator homeworld. Once we get there, we can find a ship with a hyperdrive. And go where? Well, obviously, we can't fly straight back to Atlantis. They'd probably take us out before we had a chance to explain, but uh, maybe New Athos. Well, we can contact him once we get there. And then what? New Athos is empty. Yep. All the people have gone. But this John doesn't know that. Yep. Now, if you look at John's face now, just above his right eyebrow, that is where he got plunked. Yeah. You can see the bruise. They had to muck about with the lighting, try to hide it as much as they could. This was actually filmed right after the fight sequence. Yeah. You were right. The replicator homeworld. Looks like they've been busy. You, meanwhile, 
I do like that design. It's mm. based on the Aurora, of course, but it's got them two pontoons out that mm. looks like a jumper weapons engine pod. Oh, that was there. Well, they were flight bays, weren't they, really? They shouldn't be surprised that the replicators have built the new shipyards. It's a streamlining program designed to boost its operating efficiency. Look, the gate will be offline for, what, one hour, two hours top? Don't let him do it, John. Don't let him do it. You expecting someone? No, sir. But it's Major Jordan reporting in from M34227. Do you have video? Yes, sir. What's the situation, Major? Well, sir, there's someone here who would like to have a word with you. Major Jordan, then. Mm. Played by Reese Alexander. He's in Stargate Continuum, playing a Jaffa. He's also been Arrow, Ties That Bind, The 100, Fringe and Continuum. Hello, John. Elizabeth. What happened to you? How did you get away? I'm not Elizabeth. I'm not the Elizabeth you knew. And I'll give credit to the boys here. They put in a very nice performance. Everything that makes her me. But I'm a duplicate. You see the hope flare, especially in uh, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. Then just crushed. You look and sound just like her. <laughs> Not much good if she didn't. This group managed to isolate themselves from the others in order to pursue their study in secrecy, but they were eventually discovered and destroyed. I don't know what to say. This is all very... Uh... Strange. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. This is a live video feed from another room. Yep. We have some information that you can use against the replicators. Yes, and we can't give it to you over the comms. Sounds very ancient-y. We're not going to see him talking to himself. <laughs> Weird. Bizarre. <laughs> give it time. Yeah, this should be fun. <laughs> it should be visual effects. Yes, this was a nightmare for Will Wearing the director. Because the stop-motion camera, which they used for this sort of shot, didn't work very well. We got... Uh... New versions of those uniforms, the uh, old ones used to... Uh, oh, bunch up under the, the arms. arms. Yeah, the leather jacket. The fabled leather jacket. You said you got something for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> those two were going to get on like a house on fire. Uh, yeah, because last time Rodney met himself, he got on so well with himself. <laughs> They're like two dogs facing each other, them pair are. This is the core drive of a replicator ship tracking system. Once it is up and running, we'll be able to track every Aurora-class replicator ship in the Pegasus galaxy. It's not much, but it's a start. Are you kidding? This is huge. We can get it working on a uh, modification, modification program. program. Uh, reconfigure the base sequence. Run through one of the ancient relays so the information is automatically, automatically adapted, adapted and outputted. Outputted? Is that even a word? <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> it shouldn't be, anyway. Put it that way. Where do you plan on doing this? We're too big of a security risk to be allowed back on Atlantis. He's got it. Yeah, very yeah. good point. There is no way they would be allowed on Atlantis. It's not a problem. I'll just go back to Atlantis and uh, get what we need. We can uh, do all the work right here. Oh, this is great. Oh, finally, someone in whom I can have 100% confidence. I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to working with you. And this is just the beginning, but humanity is about to benefit from one of the greatest living scientific minds times two. Can you imagine? I'm trying not to. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting a mine and love fest over in that corner. Getting, it could get very disturbing very quickly. You were with the replicators. What do you know about our Elizabeth? Are you willing to help us get her back? Ooh. You think this other Keller was telling the truth? I don't know why I should lie. It's kind of weird, that's all. I mean, I don't see you for all this time, and then five minutes later I find out... That I'm dead. This is actually a new location, Fort Langley. Ooh. I think they said it was a family-owned piece of property, less likely to be developed. But once again, they had the greens department putting in new ferns, new trees, just to kind of pad it out a bit. I know a me, so who the hell's this other guy? Nice, you as well. No, there's only one me. Apparently not. There's nothing but a copy, then. From what I understand, even though he's not the original, he's as much Ronan Dex as you are. I don't like it. Come on, Ronan. Think of the sparring possibilities. I didn't really believe it, not until we got here. I know. He was holding out hope as well. When did he... I'm thinking, did the copy have that tattoo on his arm? Mm. He didn't have it a year ago, did he? Oh, he's got his sleeve down. Mm. Ah, there we go. They're not going to worry about that. What? Been on my own before? 
I say, this is the third time I've watched this episode, and that's the first time I've actually thought of that. <laughs> you are not invincible. The Nanites can only do so much. They won't take my chances. Ronan wants to hit something. That's how he kind of expresses his uh, confusion and doubt. Don't make me angry. You're as much Ronan as he is. Oh, yeah? Well, why is he going to live my life on Atlantis while I'm treated like an outsider? See, now he wants to stay. Really should make his mind up. You could be permanently assigned to uh, one of the starships. Yep. Spend a better time on Earth. Father a child. Yeah, the whole galaxy of uh, opportunities. Potential threat. Can you blame them? I guess not. Probably do the same. Still, it doesn't change it. <laughs> Awkward. Different hairstyle. <laughs> Cheer up, guys. <laughs> They're never going to be friends. Never. We'll go back to the camp. We'll go find Shepard and Weir. They hopped on a bike. I heard it. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, it's not like this hasn't happened before. The other Elizabeth got infected by those little nanite things, and we figured out how to stop them somehow. Maybe we can do the same for you. Uh, the uniform isn't exactly flattering, is it? No. I mean, take a, an inch out of the sleeves for a start. <laughs> Three inches. <laughs> she should have turned up in a red T-shirt. Mm. It's not Elizabeth if she's not wearing a red T-shirt. Maybe she is underneath the uniform jacket. I guess what really bothers me is just knowing that you and the others will always consider me less than what I really am. The mystery of a jacket. It's like Schrodinger's cat. Until we actually unzip her, we do not know. I have no objections to unzipping her. <laughs> that sounds a bit worrying. Colonel Shepard, this is Taylor. Please respond. Go ahead, Taylor. What's wrong? The replicators are here. They managed to track us. Yeah, you would have hoped the jumper would have had sensors and that, you know, warned them. So they had more than 10 seconds. Subspace transponder. All right, one. Okay, guys, uh, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> yes, outrun the starship and the drones. And this is actually them running from, you know, explosives. And they are getting hit by debris. So when you see John's face all screw up in terror, that's real. Run and wait! That is good. Yeah. That was a good stunt. Okay, still the compound. Rodney, this is Shepard. I need you to fall back to the gate immediately. Colonel, this is Major Jordan. The gate is a no-go. I repeat, the gate is a no-go. There's a replicator ship in position ready to take us out the second we show ourselves. Hey, everybody fall back to the jumper. Rodney, did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. We're on our way. John, they're guarding the gate. They have us trapped. Even cloaked. If the jumper so much as rustles a bush, they will pinpoint our position and blast us out of the sky. We need a diversion. We're going to sacrifice somebody. Volunteers, anybody? Didn't know they are going to be sacrificed. Now watch out now for Ronan when he runs into a small tree. Watch the tree. This was something even Will Waring said he didn't spot even when he was editing the episode. Hmm. Human? From the beginning we've been trying to convince ourselves that we're just like you. Now we've got a chance to prove it. Just as the original Elizabeth did. Let's go. Watch the tree. You see it? The tree rotated when he touched it. Okay, that is a beautiful shot. Hey, Why <laughs> did only both ships try one jumper? That's like the overkill. Bang. Ow. Oh. There she goes. Echoes of Jafar. Here we get some replicators. The leader is Ernie Jackson. Does more stunt work. Been in Arrow, Time Cop, and Andromeda. He's also the stunt coordinator for iZombie, which I'm watching way too much of at the moment. I've seen up to the end of episode 7. This is definitely Echoes of Double Jeopardy, isn't it? Yeah, he said pretending he'd watch that. You don't see much of Taylor in the jumper. Probably not exactly good for Rachel to be lying in a pool of blood on the crash jumper floor. The jump is difficult enough to film in as it is. Like this, it must have been a nightmare. Yeah. We tricked you. Don't feel so bad. After all, we almost had ourselves convinced. Oh, dear. Well, what did that do? Well, my guess would be that the weapon killed the nanites in the bodies, and since the nanites couldn't heal, 
the damage done in the crash, John died. The episode ran a bit short. This was an added scene. You go ahead. Uh, Rodney, you've been working for five hours straight. We should take a break. They were very pleased with it. It got a lot of fan response because basically we like to hear these two talk. I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. Whether they're being argumentative or like this, just a very nice moment between the two. You must realise it's only a temporary distraction. That's one of the perks of the job. Something terrible happens, you don't have time to draw on it because you're too busy trying to stop the next terrible thing from happening. Yeah, because you're just fine and dandy. If it wasn't for the replicators and their plan to wipe out every human in the galaxy, I'd be in pretty bad shape right now. No, this is Carson all over again, and I'm just not ready to deal. Not yet. You're not the only one who misses them, Rodney. I don't suppose you want to talk about it. Eventually, but not now. Okay. Should I get you anything? No. This one bit. Craddock. There is hope for Rodney. Thank you. You're welcome, Rodney. The good point, you know, they have kind of glossed over a lot of the the mourning they could have done. Of course, we don't really know how much time has passed. And I think Rodney's at his best when he argues with people. Mm. But I think he only really argues with people are those that he likes. Mm-hmm. He gets angry with people he doesn't like. You know, he grows a backbone. But when he's having a dig, yeah, that means he's comfortable. How's it going? Was that based on the children's toy where you had to put out the lights to complete the sequence? It did look a bit. <laughs> How about you? Isn't it past your bedtime? I approve the removal of our personal items tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Have everything shipped back to Earth. Would have done it sooner, but I actually thought we were gonna bring her back. Yeah. Me too. They were probably in a state of denial because I wouldn't have thought anybody would realistically think Elizabeth was ever coming back from the replicator homeworld. Ding 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 ding. Huh. If this works, we should be able to track every Aurora class replicator ship in the galaxy in real time. I give serious props to everybody involved in this sequence. The music cues, the fade to black, the little voice at the end. On the other hand, my duplicate did say they were building more. A lot more. I've had this shot with the Wraith Hive ships, but this is better. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> What a way to end a mid-season finale. That was beautiful. Pretty much the reaction, people are going, hang on, this isn't going to be bad. What was the gap? This was uh, December the 7th, episode 11, January the 4th. So not too bad. Only a month. Still, I think that was everyone else's reaction. Yeah, okay. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, that was This Mortal Coil. As I said, story idea by Brad Wright. Teleplay was actually Paul Mully and Joseph Melosi. Brad Wright, he was credited with 12 story ideas for SG-1, 7 for Atlantis and 2 for Universe. Of course, the uh, series creator, so that gets him a gold star in everybody's book. Paul Mully and Joseph Melozzi, sometimes I say Melozzi, but it's actually Melozzi. They wrote 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. Uh, together, as a writing partnership, they've written for Big Wolf on Campus, Student Bodies, Transported the Series... Delete and currently Dark Matter, which is still airing on Sci-Fi. Although maybe, yep, by the time you hear this, I think it will have maybe maybe one or two weeks to go on the series. Only ten. By the time this airs. Something like that. I'm guessing here. Give me a bit of leeway, please. <laughs> Not a bad episode. I think they reached and they didn't really hit the target. A lot of that may have been down to the problems they had with the motion capture. I mean, if you look on the DVD extras, there's a whole... Maybe about a 20-minute featurette on this episode. We're wearing, going on about how the camera that they were going to use, they used for Sunday. It didn't work for Sunday, and they didn't work this time. The difference mm-hmm. was, in Sunday, they only had to do it for one character. Here, they had to do it for the whole team. Mm-hmm. So it took a hell of a lot longer to do. They had to manually queue everything up. Bit of a miracle they got it done, and it turned out so well. You look at an episode like this, and you realise that Battlestar, at its peak, when they do scenes with... Six or seven copies of the same character, and yeah. how well. In fairness to Battlestar, they knew they were going to be doing that from day one. Yeah, yeah. They probably perfected it very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But some very nice EGI work. 
as we said, we've seen some of it before in the year, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the destruction of Plurin of Atlantis looked spectacular. I saw in starships hovering over the Stargate on the planet. I thought that was beautiful. I still wonder, they had both ships chase after a single jumper and only one ship fired a single drone. I mean, realistically speaking, if they're going to have both ships, there should have been about five drones fired from each and just vaporized it, haven't they? It speaks poorly to their strategy. Maybe what you've got to say is the jumper launched uncloaked, so it drew their attention. And then they went cloaked. Unfortunately, they got caught just before they cloaked, or exactly when. They didn't get a chance to evade. And maybe, you know, perhaps the replicators did want to capture them because they thought they were the... Well, to be honest, it's hard to determine exactly what Oberoff's people were expecting to find. My guess is that they didn't know the grand experiment was being done. Mm -hmm. Don't tell the left hand what the right hand is doing. Yeah. (laughs) In the replicator collective, when you do break away and manage to keep it secret, then there are elements of what you're up to that you can also keep secret. Although Obroth probably were putting two and two together because he knew they were Naeem's people. Yeah, but on Obroth, he's put two and two together and come up with pie. <laughs> and so decided to blow them up anyway because it's the safest way. Oh, for those who aren't feeling ancient enough, the issue launched 12 years ago. <laughs> oh dear. It doesn't seem like 12 years ago. Yeah, but it's known as Battlestar Galactica bracket 2003 bracket. <laughs> Still visually, very few shows that can match it. But then again... We haven't really had any space-based action shows recently, have we? Dark matter. Yeah, but we haven't had any space combat. No. Not to the extent of Battlestar. No. Next week's episode, Be All My Sins Remembered. On the next Stargate Atlantis, I could easily bring another 12 ships to the battle. The team joins forces with an odd assortment of allies. I guess it's that kind of a mission. And McKay creates a secret weapon. I'm not sure how comfortable I am sending her to her death. It can't die. It's not alive. To finally destroy the replicators. I don't know how much longer we can keep this up. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Looking forward to that. Yes, Brad. (laughs) If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which can be found at gatecast.co.uk, or via our email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+. Plus and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website, which includes the independent RSS feed, which contains every episode we've released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Thank you very much for joining us for this Mortal Coil. I hope you join us next week. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Tard. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Mm-hmm.